Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash hernameis. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. When I um, interned at North by Northeast, I started to go to a lot of shows, and I guess um, I really wanted to be a part of what puts, like, music and people together, and that's kind of my aha moment. My name is Tiana Fang, and I work in the music industry. Hi, I'm Emily Milling. And I'm Jenny Tang. And this is Her Name Is, a podcast about creative women you should know. We've combed the city of Toronto to find some of the most talented and inspiring women working in creative industries. Every other week, we will tell you one of their stories. We want to share their experiences with other amazing women that are looking for inspiration to do the same. This week, we talked to Tiana Fang, an audiophile who founded and manages Canadian music website Ride the Tempo, does concert photography, and works at the Society of Composers, Authors, and Music Publishers of Canada, also known as SOCAN. On top of that, she's also a juror for Polaris Prize, Prison Prize, Juno Awards, and Factor. Throughout her life, there was never a time when music wasn't part of her goals, whether it was listening to it, playing it, or writing about it. So I was kind of like the nerdy geek in school. I guess finding where I belonged was something that I dealt with. And so I kind of just like listened, delved into music and like just became friends with my records, which at the time were probably very lame punk records too, like Simple Plans. <laughs> in band, I played the tenor saxophone. So yeah. I also played keyboard in like jazz band, but. Um, in high school, like, I really liked band for some reason. I would, like, join bands that I was too young to join just so I could be in the music room all the time just because of the sense of community and the sense of, like, creating something together. Tiana grew up in the suburbs of Mississauga, Ontario, and although it was right next to Toronto, she really didn't get to visit it all that often. I felt like I lived a very sheltered life in the suburbs. Like there wasn't really that much to do in Mississauga. Like most people would just go to the movies or the mall. So I didn't really experience culture um, in the way that I did downtown until I moved and went to university. She describes her relationship with her parents like any typical relationship between Asian parents and a North American born daughter. Sometimes they wouldn't understand what I wanted to do in life but they always meant well, but like we had different um, kind of understandings of what was best for me. Get a job, being a doctor or a lawyer or something that makes lots of money. <laughs> of course, she went in the opposite direction and decided to focus on music, writing, and websites. I've always been like, I've had websites since I was nine years old maybe. And I've always had a blog. I since before I could remember, like, at MySpace, like, LiveJournal, Asian Avenue, (laughs) Um, and, like, GeoCity sites. So I always loved writing, like, and, yeah, I always loved writing. I remember in grade three, I used to write my own choose-your-own-adventure, like, stories. Like, I'd just fill a notebook full of, like, turn to page 12 if you chose this, like, stuff. Like, I would fill the whole notebook with stuff like that. So I always loved writing, and I always liked people reading my writing, I guess. So that's what um, drew me to blogging. 
when I was nine, I probably, I think my one of my first websites ever was like a Pokemon GIF site on GeoCities, and I would put so many GIFs on it that like it would crash your computer. <laughs> like it wasn't a purposeful thing, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna collect all these Pikachu GIFs on this page, and then like when you open, then I would open it, it just like crash my computer. <laughs> Tiana knew that she wanted to go into the music field, but wasn't sure how she could find work. So she pursued music studies at the University of Toronto, thinking that teaching could always be a career option. I really liked the courses. Like I got to learn a lot of instruments, like um, taiko drumming, steel pan, like and like clarinet. Like you could take a lot of introductory courses, but a lot of those courses were also worth like decimal three three of a credit so you would have to take a lot of them and I used to have nightmares that um I'd graduate or I'd get to my fourth year and I'd be missing like decimal zero one of a credit and not graduate or something which seems like a legitimate thing that could happen but no, thankfully like it didn't and yeah like I really enjoyed it but like in the third or fourth year I guess a lot of anxieties about performing started to happen and I felt like people were very competitive there. Like at the end of every year in university, there's like what we call the jury, which is like a fancy name for like a big, really big piano exam in front of like five people and like just practicing for that and trying to be like perfect. You would practice like the same four songs for an entire year just to try to make the four songs like perfect, perfect. And um, something about that just like made me not like it anymore. And, and also the environment that like the school was in, like you'd also perform a lot for your peers. And I felt like I was constantly being judged when, yeah, it starts making like what your passion was more, less fun and like more anxiety. Tiana did manage to pulse through, and she successfully completed music studies, but not without some help. So I did end up seeing like a therapist for it, and they did prescribe stuff, and but I was very hesitant to take it. Like, so around two or three years ago, I decided not to, which so not do taking anything for anxiety purposes or anything like that right now. A lot of the times, like, I just use the nervous energy to go do things. Like, <laughs> that's why I do so many things with my time. It's like keeping myself busy actually, like, keeps me sane, which is kind of weird. <laughs> and I also try, like, weird natural things like vitamin D. And, like, I also have, like, this lamp thing that's called, like, a happy light. Or, and I feel like it helps a little bit, whether placebo or not, but... Yeah, I just didn't want to be like taking medication that I felt like could change my personality. Now that performing music wasn't a career option for Tiana, she had to figure out what to do next. Yeah, I can definitely say that. Um, at the end of my fourth year, I knew that like I didn't like performing anymore. And even, I, even when I graduated, I didn't touch the piano for maybe like six months until I kind of reacquainted myself with it and decided that I wanted to form or if I wanted to play I would play for myself and no one else yeah I still do and like I think now that I've kind of grown more to playing for myself it's like I'm doing it for me and no one else now I'm not doing it for some marks or like performing for people it's like it's more personal now than it was I guess when you're like yeah like 
Because even before, like all my life, it's always to impress someone like my parents or, but now it's for me. So um, in fourth year university, I think I started to um, really branch out and like see music live. And then I also volunteered for North by Northeast. And then like within volunteering, I really fell in love with the music scene. And I realized, wait, maybe like I can do other things in the music or with music and my life that aren't necessarily teaching. So I wanted to pursue that. Like, what if I wanted to work in the music business? Like, how do I go about doing that? And I think I saw an ad for Trebus, which is one of the competing schools on the subway. <laughs> so I looked up like other schools and that's how I found Metalworks. And I knew I wanted to work in like, or find ways to work in the music business, but not necessarily like audio engineering, which is like the other program they offered. So that's why I chose the entertainment business management. She just had to convince her parents first. But also I had to convince them that, to, that I wanted to go there and that it would allow me to open up my opportunities like other than teaching. And at first they were like, oh my God, this costs another $12,000. And it took some convincing, but I guess that in the end, that they were they wanted to open all those opportunities and I was thankful for that too. At that point I was already like screwed because I already had like a diploma in music. <laughs> like I did finish my degree. It's like I've done my degree to impress the Asian parents and then yeah. <laughs> like I pulled through and did that and yeah. But then I was like, I don't want to teach anymore and they're like, what? But yeah. So there was a little bit of a fight, but I think they knew that I didn't want to teach. And I think they were okay with like opening the horizons. While she enjoyed her experience at Metalworks, she felt that she probably could have done without the postgraduate studies. I'm thankful for like some of the friends and the connections that I've made there, but I don't think it's that necessary to go to a school like that. There were eight people in my class. So they were small classes for sure and um, some of the classes were really cool. Like I learned a lot about music publishing and music marketing and a lot of like general things about the music industry that I didn't know before, like all the performing rights societies, which is what I work at right now. And like, I didn't ever knew like companies like that existed. So it did, it did help. Like I did learn a lot of stuff about how the music industry works and yeah. And small classes sizes help too, because then you could have a closer relationship with your teachers and ask them a lot of questions. While she enjoyed her experience at Metalworks, she felt that she probably could have done without the postgraduate studies. Well, even like myself, I was pretty naive at the time. Like I was like, I have all this schooling. I'm going to get a job right away. And I applied for things that I was like totally not qualified for. <laughs> so yeah, I did kind of think I was going to get a job right away. And like, and my parents want, like wanted the return on their investment of like two degrees, basically. <laughs> yeah, there was some pressures and it kind of, yeah, it and I spent kind of like two to three years in limbo, like finding work that wasn't underpaid work. I think there were a lot of artist management positions when I look back at it now that I was, I probably would have been pretty underqualified for at the time because a lot of it like does require like maybe internships or like learning from someone or just like doing it on your own for a little while before like 
working at a legitimate company that does that. After graduating from Metalworks, Tiana experienced the all-too-familiar job-hunting nightmare that most 20-somethings currently face. Well, like in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this. And then it became kind of like, oh, no, like, I don't know what to do. I'm never going to get this <laughs> any job. There was a period where I was like, maybe I'll just, like, look for other types of jobs that I think I can do, like maybe office work and stuff like that. I never actually did go for one of those interviews, but <laughs> there was like, I'm going to give up on this going to apply for other jobs instead. And yeah, I think money in the, like always like when you're in any sort of creative industry becomes a struggle. Like I never, I was lucky enough that I never had to take some sort of like part-time job to like sustain my life or whatever. But yeah, that's definitely one of the reasons why I might have backed out on it and just become a teacher or something. Tiana eventually decided to dive into internships. I started to pursue, like, internships. It wasn't, like, a year into this, like, hopeless job hunt that I considered internships because it was always, like, I spent so much money. Why would I work for free? IndiePool was, like, it was something, like, everyone who worked in the industry did. It was kind of like a pointless two-week <laughs> internship um, where all you did was you literally, like, glue CD case. You know the, the paper seat, like, the ones that aren't jewel cases, they're like paper CD cases. We'd like fold them and then glue them. And I'm like, I feel like this is not legal now. And I don't think, like, I think if you try to look up an indie pool um, internship, it doesn't exist anymore for that reason. And so like, we basically spent like two weeks gluing CDs. I don't think I really got anything out of that. After indie pool, Tiana interned at the agency group, an artist management agency and exclaim, a monthly Canadian music magazine. The more I interned, the more I started to like meet people and the more I started to learn and um, how things work. And yeah, like I don't have any regrets about like being in this industry, even though I did have to work for free for a little while. Um, yeah, like both the Exclaim internship and the agency intern the agency group internship, I enjoyed a lot and I learned a lot from both. They were very different things and it really opened my eyes to like all the different sorts of avenues that I think I could go in. Like even like now, I'm not sure what I want to do, but I know it's something within the music industry and there's like so many things out there that I could pursue if I like wanted to change. And so I don't think I made the wrong decision. <laughs> Her intern experiences eventually led to a job in the communications and marketing department at SOCAN, the Society of Composers, Authors, and Music Publishers. I do a lot of um, assisting in content creation, so whether that's online or offline, because we do pamphlets and stuff. We, so we basically raise awareness so that biz businesses buy a music license whenever they're using music, and also to try to get more members to join. Although Tiana has a job in her field, she still has her sights set on being part of what puts people and music together. And that is where her music website, Ride the Tempo, comes in. For you, the listeners of Her Name Is Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash hernameis. That's audibletrial.com slash hernameis for your free audiobook. In terms of like what I want to do with life is something that I'm still unsure of to this day. Like I feel like your whole 20s and 30s is still trying to figure that out. And yeah, so I don't have a concrete answer for that <laughs> question. But yeah, just being a part of like every time, like every time I'm at a music festival, I kind of have that aha moment that I'm. It's like I like being here and like I'm happy and I'm thankful for the job I have now. But I also love the fact that I have time to pursue like what I'm like passionate about um outside of work too I started writing about music maybe two years before Ride the Tempo it was like a personal blog that was on Blogspot and I wrote a lot of music and I started doing that because I wanted to share music with my friends and then somewhere around 2010 Blogspot got bought by Google and Google deleted a lot of music blogs so I had to start all over again, and from those ashes, Ride the Temple was born, and then I started blogging about Canadian music. So, I don't know, I forgot what, where the name Ride the Temple came from. I think it was a song at the time that my cousin was listening to. He's like, you should call it Ride the Temple, and I was like, sure, let's check if the domain name is available, and so I bought the domain, and then, yeah, I started blogging from scratch again about music, and then in 2011, I made it about Canadian music exclusively. I'd been listening to a lot of CBC Radio 3, I guess. And um, as the blog grew, I started to get way too many emails. So I was like, let's filter it down to have like a kind of a focus. And I was inspired by a lot of other blogs at the time. So there was Hero Hill, which is not a thing anymore. I, I Heart Music, which is also not a thing anymore. So I'm now one of the last remaining Canadian music blogs that are still a thing. And there's still a few, but not many as there was in 2011. There's been steady growth for Ride the Tempo, but getting famous or bought out by a bigger outlet was never what Tiana had in mind. For Ride the Tempo, I'm actually really happy with the way it is and the way it's been growing. I never really wanted, it was never really like a plan to make money off of it, mostly because I like the direction that I chose to head in and there's nothing like preventing me from posting whatever I want. And I feel like if ever like, I don't know, someone decided that they wanted to buy it or like pay me to buy it off me or pay me to write it or whatever, like I don't think I would take it because I don't want something that would control what I write. And so I, I'm happy with the way it is and the way it's growing. It's it's actually been growing a lot lately from just people really appreciating what we post and the fact that we post Canadian music. Like this year, for some reason, I've been getting like fan mail, like, thank you, I just discovered this in this song, which is really weird for a blog. Like a lot of my emails is just like, please post my song. But, not, but now we're getting like other kinds of fan mail. And I, I've been, even if it's like one person, I was like, that's pretty cool. And so... Yeah, I, I like the way it is now, and I don't need it to be any bigger necessarily for myself. There is no doubt that the music industry is very male-dominated. Tiana points to the panelists for upcoming Canadian Music Week and notes that it's only about 13% women, and women of minority are pretty much non-existent. 
Groups such as Toronto Women in Music, which Tiana is a part of, are working to change that statistic by providing mentorship, support, and insight. Every month they also have um, meetups where they just talk, like one girl will be featured to talk about um, her job and how she got there and like any questions about her job, which is cool. And I feel like that's the type of mentorship I wish I had a few years ago. And now like I'm really lucky to have this, that group of girls and they're amazing. And they, anytime like someone has a question, they'll, somebody else will like answer it. And I feel like that's the type of community that I wish I had when I was younger, but I'm still glad that it's happening now. In between managing Ride the Tempo, freelancing at Exclaim, and working full-time at SoCan, Tiana is keeping busy, and that's exactly how she likes it. I guess I'm like a perfectionist and like, yeah, all like that nervous energy and it's like, if I'm not doing something, like I'm uncomfortable. Like if I'm like, why is it like 8 p.m. and I'm already in bed? <laughs> like I could be doing this or this or this, <laughs> like, yeah. So it's just like something that keeps me sane. Like if I'm not busy, like I actually get anxious, more anxious. Like at the same time, like then I use all that energy and it kind of comes out in a positive way because I guess when you're nervous, you want things to go really well. So they end up like, I usually end up doing things really well and really efficiently. So yeah, that's how I would apply them to projects. I do things outside of like doing work that helps to like, unplugging and like building Lego and <laughs> weird hobbies like that. I have a lot of weird hobbies, but yeah, like Lego's fun. Like things about building like Lego is that you have like a set of instructions and you can focus on something and like it forces you to unplug. So that's something that I really like about doing it. And like something, it's like very meticulous at a time So too. So you can waste like a couple hours doing it and not realize it. But then it's like, that was so relaxing because I didn't think about anything else except to the task at hand. Being part of the music industry has allowed Tiana to meet a ton of inspiring people along the way, and she's decided that ultimately, she wants to be able to work with musicians on a more personal level. Just meeting a lot of people who are passionate about doing it also, and, um, and all the friends I started to surround myself with that also work in the music industry, it's kind of cool to see them succeed. Like, I'm really proud when like I see my friends like starting a cool new job because then it feels like I can do it too and or and I also have that support network of people to approach when I don't know what to do with life. <laughs> I think I guess for career wise I would still like to work with musicians more on like a personal basis because just because I'm always around them outside of work and to feel like I'm helping them directly would be something that is some I'm passionate about. There are many industries that are tough to break into, but as Tiana proved, persistence, hard work, and fostering and maintaining relationships can go a long way. On May 4, Ride the Tempo and Next bring you a rocking all-woman lineup featuring Partner, Pony, Eyeballs, Pale Lips, and Pins and Needles for Canadian Music Week at the Silver Dollar. Check out Her Name is Podcast for more details.
You can support Her Name Is by following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and rating and reviewing the podcast. That will help us find more listeners like you. And if you like the show, tell a friend. You can contribute to the podcast at hernameispodcast.com. Sponsorship and partnership opportunities are available. If you're interested, send us an email at info at hernameispodcast.com. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Special thanks to everyone that's supported us so far in creating this podcast, including Ben Donnelly, Justin DeClue, Cindy Milling, Sang Tang, and our furry friends George Michael, Milos, and Godzilla. If you are or know of a woman in the creative industry in Toronto, we'd love to meet you. Email us at info at hernameispodcast.com or get in touch through Facebook or Twitter. We can't wait to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by us. Emily Milling and Jenny Tang. Music was written by Emily and this podcast is a product of Can Make Productions. Thanks for listening. Before we go, Tiana wants to share one solid advice with you. So I find that with everything I do online, whether it's my personal blog, Ride the Tempo, Twitter or Facebook, I'm very much myself. Like I'm not trying to be anyone in particular. It's like 100% me, like everything. Like sometimes I'll say like the most weird, inappropriate stuff, but yeah, and I think because I do that, people tend to trust me. Always be 100% yourself, because that's um, something that has helped me along the way, for sure. School won't get you the job, but do go to school. If you... <laughs> yeah, but for real, like school, school won't get you the job, and sometimes you do have to pay your dues and like, talk to everyone that you come across and also be nice to everyone you come across. Like sometimes you might think you're too good for some person or too good to talk to someone, but that person might end up somewhere along the way and help you along the way. And it's really important to like keep those connections and not burn any bridges because you never know where someone you meet is headed.